This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. And talk about it. But when it becomes part of who we are, it changes everything. And that's what understanding tithing is all about. And I love this because the Lord has walked me through this process since I was about 17 years old. Right when I got saved, the Lord started teaching me about tithing and trusting the Lord and trusting the Lord. Today, I have absolutely, my phone acknowledges, like it'll send me, hey, a deposit has been put into your bank account. My very next thing that I do is I click the FC app. I open it up. I go to online giving. I click it, go right to my profile, put in my amount, and then click the one-time gift because sometimes mine changes on what we get. And so I love to do that. I love to get notified. And the very next thing that I do is always to give it to the Lord. Because I understand this, 90% with the Lord is always, 100%, is always better than 100% without the Lord. Always, always, always. And so um, the scripture that we've kind of been talking about in this Thrive series is 3 John 1, 2. And I wanna read this because I love the way that it was and the Lord kind of spoke to me with this. So 3 John verse two, it says, Dear, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. And I want you to understand this. See, everything ties together. So he talks about, I hope you're as healthy in your body as you are in your spirit. Well, let's go one step further and let's put in finances in there too. Because the Lord isn't just one part, he's all. And so when he talks about his finances, he comes back in here, and if we were to read this scripture, I hope all is well with you, and that you are as healthy in your finances as you are strong in the spirit. See, that's where it comes back down to. Do I truly trust the Lord in this? And when I trust the Lord, it changes everything. It changes it all. And that's the idea and the understanding that we have to go through. See, if you ever think about your relationship tied directly to your prosperity within this world, it changes everything because now my viewpoint changes. It's not about getting things. It's about getting opportunities to bless. And it changes it all. But it's all about how we view him to how we view the things. And it only changes when you start allowing him into those finances, into your prayer life, into your relationships, into every single part of those areas. And so whether this is your first time tithing or whether this is just something you have done since you were a little kid, don't ever take for granted to just say, well, this is just what I do. This is an opportunity to say, Lord, you're still number one in my life, and let me show you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, so much for those that give tonight. I pray, Father, that you would continue to move on each and every one of our hearts, Lord. Help us to take that step of faith that have never taken it before. Help those that have continued to trust in you, Father, that may be falling on hard times. Lord, I pray that you would show yourself true in those areas. Father, that you would bless them. Give them just something to remind them that you're still there, that you're still in love with them. And so, Father, I pray and ask that you would bless those that give tonight, Father, as we trust in you, as we honor you. Lord, I pray that our tithe would be honoring. And as that is honored, honor our finances. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, at the... As you get up and leave, there are tithe boxes at the back and the front. You can do that. You can do it online in all those areas right there. And I just encourage you to take advantage of that. A um, couple of announcements, and we'll get into it. VBS for the Faith Kids begins on 7-11. 
Um, you do not need to register. VBS will be during every Sunday until um, August 8th during church services. So it's going to be a lot of fun for the kids. If you didn't see it out there, uh, Miss Jamie did an incredible job. I was walking by and I was like, wow, those really look like seashell kind of things when you look there. And she was like, yeah, Pinterest is amazing. And I was like, I try those Pinterest things and I'm like the failure in every Pinterest thing that you can do. But she did a great job. Um, and then this Saturday, uh, the 26th Faith Kids will be going to Joyland. Registration is still open, but t-shirt, the t-shirt is not included. So if they still wanna go, they can still go. They just gotta register. If you've got more information, you want more information about it, stop by our info center. It's right out these doors right here. Talk to the ladies, they'll help pinpoint that area. It's a great opportunity. You know, even if your children are maybe nervous about this or not sure, maybe they don't have a lot of friends. This is a great way to do this because I'm telling you what, when you go to an amusement park, you have fun. And when you get around other people, you find you connect with them really well when you're laughing and having a good time. And so I just encourage you, encourage your kids to be a part of that. When they find friends at church, they're always more willing to go to church. It's a good thing. So, all right. We're going to continue our Thrive series tonight. It's the part two of the physical. My wife did an incredible job last week, and she talked about physically how we maintain it by eating, by eating healthy, by the choices that we choose to make, and the benefits that come along with that. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, not only last week, but the first when this series first started, I highly encourage you, go back and listen to each and every one of these messages. I believe Pastor Evan was the first one, then Pastor Solomon, then my wife, and now I. And we're gonna continue this out throughout the entire summer. And so I just highly encourage you, if you miss one, don't say, ah, it's not a big deal. No, it's a really big deal because it sets you up to continue to thrive. This summer is gonna set you up for a great fall. And so we're just gonna continue to grow on that. So um, as you have your Bibles there to 3 John, that's where we're gonna start. If you're taking notes or if you wanna follow along, you can always pull up the Bible app. And on the Bible app, you'll click down, there's three little bars down to the far right. If you click events, the notes are in the events. And you can actually follow along with scripture. You can put notes in there, you can save them. It is an incredible way to go through the service and instead of clicking and going around, you just click on their events, it'll have everything set up. You'll see Faith Church, click that one, and you'll see the Thrive service, it's live right now. And so, if you've never done it, go ahead and pull, pull your phone out, click on that, and that'll get it started. So, um, we're gonna start in Third John, like I said. Let's go ahead and pray and get this uh, message started. Father, once again, we thank you for the opportunity to come in here. I ask, Father, that you would help me to speak this message with simplicity and clarity. Father, that after this service, lives would be affected and starting to change because they see a hope and a passion and a desire that you have for them in their life. And so, Lord, I ask that you would bless each and every ear that's here, every heart, Father, that you may give them a vision and a purpose and a plan to go forward, Father. Lord, that when they leave this service, Lord, they would have an action plan going forward. And so, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. I ask, Lord, that you would bless, lead, guide, and encourage all those that are here and help me to speak this message, Father, and to honor you with every word I say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we just read 3, 3 John chapter 2, or verse 2 um, out of the New Living Translation. I, wanna, I want you guys to read this out of the Passion. If you'll throw it up there real quick um, out of the Passion version. Go to the next one. We'll have that slide up there here in just a second. There it is. Okay. I, I want you to read this. So one of the things I want you to do in your everyday life is when you find a scripture that is really good, go read it in other versions. Because you're going to find things in those versions. It's like, oh, wow. 
Oh, that is so good. For me personally, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says that the Lord will give you beyond your wildest dreams. And I read this verse many, many times throughout the NIV, NLT, New King James, King James Version. But when I read it out of the message version, it blew me away. It changed everything. And so I encourage you, don't just get stuck reading the same thing all the time. I encourage you, get another one. What I did this year, and this is a side note, we'll get to this here in just a second, so leave that up there. What I did this year was something that I, I started doing a couple of years ago. So I read through the Bible every year. This year, I picked out a brand new version to read it out of. And so I'm reading it out of the English Standard Version. Last year, I read it out of the New Living Translation. The year before that, or out of the Amplified. But what I'm doing is picking a new version to read it out of because every single time I'm reading it, it's something new. It's saying it a different way, and it's hitting home a little bit different. So I just encourage you, don't get stuck in the mundane because you'll stop going to it. Change something up and watch how God brings some new life in those areas. So let's go ahead and read this. It says, beloved friend. So this is one of the keys. We need to identify who he's talking about right here. He's talking about you and I. So he goes and says, I pray that you are prospering in every way. And that you continually enjoy good health just as. See, that's a conjunction. It's tying it together. It's putting these two words, just as your soul is prospering. So as we read that, continually enjoying good health, how do we do that? Oh, yeah, that's right. We tie it together just as your soul is prospering. When he's talking about your soul, you go back to the body soul What he's talking about is this. He's talking about your opportunity and connection that you have with the Lord. That's what he's talking about when he's talking about prospering your soul. As you prosper your soul, it's a choice that we choose to make. See, when when we talked about finances, in every way, remember it said that in there, in every way that you are prospering in every way. Well, how do you prosper in every way? Well, Well, continue that you continually enjoy good health. Well, how do we do that? Oh, that's right just as your soul prospers. So if our soul prospers, we'll be in good health. If our soul prospers, we'll be prospering in every way. But where does it start? That's right, the soul prospering. See, that's the key point in that entire sentence, that entire scripture, that entire statement. And so that's what I want you to understand about that there is so much importance and value put upon how we start our relationship with the Lord. So one of the things that, my wife and I, we, we have always been, so we've been athletes for many, many years. So, you know, since when we were born, we just started playing sports. My wife played basketball, she played volleyball, she ran, she did it all. The one thing she didn't do was golf until she met me and then kind of got out there and did it and it was a lot of fun. But one of the things that we have done is that in sports, it teaches you to challenge yourself in many different ways. Um, one of the things when I'm coaching kids, I always want them to try to do something they've never done before. And you know what their answer is when I tell them to do that? It's hard. I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I said, yeah, but you keep doing it and you'll become comfortable. Yeah, what is hard now will become easy and then we're gonna find something else to be hard. Why? Because we wanna keep challenging ourselves every single day. So years ago, before, I, I think my wife and I had just gotten engaged and I had a stepdad who gave me really two major pieces of advice, or step-grandpa, who gave me two pieces of advice that I hold dear to my heart. One of them was this, the day that we got married, 
he was there and he walked up to us and my wife and I were sitting there and he looked at my wife and he said, if you'll love him, if you'll, allow, if you'll love at 60% allow him to give 40, you'll always be successful. Then he looked at me and said, if you'll give 60% and allow her to give 40, you'll always be successful in marriage. That's the one piece of advice. And he'd been married for 50 years. He goes, my wife has been way better at it than I have. But if you'll always go with that mindset, you'll always be successful. And the second part was, he said, never stop challenging your brain. And I remember saying, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, never stop challenging your brain, whatever it is. He said, when you're in school, you challenge your brain every day. You're learning something new in math. You're learning something new in English. You're learning something new in social studies and science and all these different areas. But when we get out of school, what do we do? We stop reading. We stop challenging ourselves. We stop doing different things. And he said, don't ever stop challenging your mind or your mind will stop growing. And he said, the moment your mind stops growing is the moment you start dying. And I was like, wow. So I took that piece of advice and I started doing anything I could to challenge my brain. In fact, I went and got a math book because I love math. And I got a math book that they were throwing away and I started taking notes and I started going through it because I wanted to challenge myself. And then I found these Sudoku puzzles and I started doing crosswords and I started, and so every day I started challenging myself. But then I realized I don't wanna just challenge my mind. I wanna challenge my faith. I wanna challenge my walk. I wanna challenge different areas. And the Lord started taking me down a path. And so my wife and I came up with these five areas that we try to challenge ourselves in every day. Now this isn't something that we're like, all right, what are your five you're doing today? This is just something we internally do and it's something we came up together. The first one that we talk about is we challenge ourselves spiritually. Every day we try to challenge ourselves spiritually. That is simply reading the word of God, growing, growing in those areas. That's prayer. Books, we're always finding books and reading books and going through books. I love to have a Bible and I'll have another book right there. And when I finish reading my scriptures, my devotion for the morning, I pick that book up and I may read five pages. I may read a chapter. I may read two, two chapters. Sometimes I have the little hand books, the little small ones that are from Kenneth Hagin and some of those other ones. And I'll read a chapter of those. Or I'll read the whole book and I'll put it down. But I'm challenging myself every day. One of the other places that we challenge ourselves is every day we have scriptures being read to us. We listen to podcasts all the time. I used to go through five different pastors, five different days. So Monday was this one, Tuesday was this one, Wednesday was this one, Thursday was this one, and Friday was this one. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I would do a little bit different. But I would challenge myself in those, those areas every single time. That's how you challenge yourself spiritually. What are you doing? What did you read today that is changing your world? What did you hear in a podcast? What did you hear about the word today? What have you done in those areas? And so it's challenging. The second part is we challenge ourselves mentally. That's reading. That's doing Sudoku puzzles. That's doing something. That's finding a quick little thing that is challenging and making you think through the process of how to get there. One of the things that I kind of like to do is I like the mind games. I love to challenge my mind in figuring out puzzles. And so on your phone, you can download little apps or whatever that have those things. And so I'll click it and I'll look at it and I'll challenge myself and do those things. And I'll spend about five minutes doing that, and then I'm done. Once I clear that puzzle, I'm on to the next thing. The next one is relationally. See, I think a lot of times we get so caught up sometimes and driven in certain areas, we forget we're here to have relationships. And the ways that we do this, see, how can, how can I outlove my wife today? 
What can I do to outserve my wife? What can I do to outserve my kids? What can I do to my kids that would let them know how much I love them? And then you step outside of that. Okay, now what can I do to those people who I come in contact with today to leave a touch on them? See, I think sometimes when we're driving, we leave a touch on people by running by as they flip us off or we cut them off or we do things like that. I'm not talking about those touch. I'm talking about a good touch. And so those are the processes we want to think about. Relationally, how can I touch my wife, my kids, my family, my friends today? What can I do to be better today than I was yesterday? Emotionally. See, one of the things that I struggle with is sometimes I get, I get frustrated. And frustration usually leads to an anger moment. And sometimes that anger comes out in different ways. Sometimes it's verbal. Sometimes I just get real quiet. Sometimes I have to just get away and do something. There's things that I try to do to be better emotionally so that I don't get so frustrated so quickly. See, a lot of times when people try to challenge you, my first reaction is, all right, let's go. And that shouldn't be my first reaction. But that's the way that it was raised. And so emotionally, I'm trying to process through my feelings, dealing with my shortcomings. Every day, I'm trying to get better at those things. And the last one is physically. Every day, we challenge ourselves physically. Every day. We don't take a day off. Every day we're challenging ourselves physically. We get up in the morning, we go lift weights, we go run, we stretch, we do different things every single day because there is value in everything that we do. I will tell you this, my wife, when she has a really bad day, when she has a really tough day at work and she comes home and she is mad, you know what she does? She gets the broom out and starts chasing me around the house. No, I'm just kidding. She puts on the running shoes and she goes and runs. And when she goes and runs, she lets go of all that stuff. So she doesn't scream, she doesn't yell, she doesn't do any of this stuff, she just runs. And when she comes back, everything is better. Do you know what happens in your body when you start to work out? There's endorphins that are released. So all those things that are caught up because your inflammation, because of stress, because of all these things, all of a sudden, when you start working out, they start releasing. And when that gets released, all of a sudden, your body goes into a kind of a relaxed mode when you finish. See, what it comes back down to is the stress and the weight of the world just falls off your shoulders. There's a reason why you want to be physically active in everything that you do. There's an importance to it. In all five of these areas, there are important things. Every day we should spiritually grow. Every day mentally we should challenge ourselves to grow. Relationally, emotionally, and physically. Those are five areas we should get better at every single day. And today I wanna continue and talk about the physical. See, when you make a choice to challenge yourself, it challenges your daily outlook. You always have to have an attitude of growth on your mind. If you're not growing, you're dying. Understand this, there is no standing still. Every day we have to keep moving forward. We have to keep moving forward. I watch too many people who stop moving and you watch their body dwindle away. You watch their body frail away because they stopped moving. I can tell you this. Pastor's dad, Mr. Terry Swan, you know what his nickname is? They call him tough because he is tough. He's the toughest 86 86, right? 86 year old. You know what's funny? This last Father's Day, which was on Sunday, they came over, they were here for the service, we were talking about it, and I was telling them what I was speaking on today. And I almost had it worked out where he was gonna come back over here to show us some of the exercises that he does every single day. 
at 86 years old. He gets up and he does the workouts. He does the things. They're moving over here. We're so excited about it. They're moving over here. They're coming to join us, be a part of our family. Over here, family meaning the church family. They're moving over here. And you know what his big worry is? I gotta get a leg extension machine. I gotta get leg curl. He doesn't care about a couch. They've sold it. He doesn't care about beds. He doesn't care about it. He just needs his workout equipment. And he's good. That's all he needs. And the reason why is because he sees the value in it. He's 86 years old. Two weeks ago, he went with my son and I to the University of Oklahoma for a football camp for my son. He was the oldest guy that was there. Everybody else, I'm telling you, there were people that were 30 years younger than him that were dying because it was hot, it was humid, and he just kept moseying all along with me. He would go find shade and he would sit down and he'd watch Cade run. We were out in the hot sun in Oklahoma. It was humid and hot for three to four hours. And he just came right along with me. I would turn around, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna start going this way because I'm gonna go watch him. He'd take his time getting over there. Sure enough, he'd come. He'd come find me, sit down. We'd watch Cade throw the football around and we'd watch Cade run and we'd do this. And then we'd go back. Not one time did he ever complain. Not one time did he ever say anything else other than, man, I loved it. You know what he did when we got back? He almost cried because he said that was one of the greatest trips I've ever been on. It was two days. But he chose to do that. There's no way he could have ever done that if he wasn't physically fit. There's a value that comes in those things. And that's what I want you to understand about this. First Timothy chapter four. We're gonna go through some scripture and understand a little bit about the value that even the Lord places on this stuff. First Timothy four, verse eight. It says, physical training is good, but training for good, godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. So what he's talking about is the value of your relationship with him is so important in our lives. But what did he start with right there? See, there's no coincidence with God. When God states, makes a statement, there is value behind every word. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. You guys lift weights and do these things like that. That's good, but I want you to know about this stuff. Why would he start this out with physical training is good if it wasn't valuable in our lives? Is it valuable with the relationship that we have with God? Absolutely. It's the same thing when we physically get fit. This is what the Lord is talking about. See, this scripture teaches us that there is value in physical activity and also the value in growing your relationship with the Lord. See, they go hand in hand. I can't do one without the other. The Bible teaches us faith is good, but without works, it's wrong. And works are good, but without faith, it's wrong. Faith and works together is what it's all about. See, those are good things. You can do works, but without faith, it means nothing. You can have great faith, but without works, it means nothing. It's hand in hand that it goes together. See, it's the same thing here. Physical training is good, but without faith, it's not good. And that's good to have a relationship with the Lord, but without physical training, you're gonna stop doing this. Stop being able to do, be my feet, go into the world because you can't move anymore. So what he's saying is this, physical training is good. Relationship with the Lord is good, but it's real good when they're together. That's what it comes back down to. There is so much value in it. And I love this thing because there's so many times that we have to go through this process. See, there are valuable in every area. So this, as I was processing through this and I was kind of going through this message, the Lord brought me back to it. This last year, I was the head golf coach for our uh, high school golf team. I was over the whole program from... Uh, the high school and the middle school. 
And so as I, was, as, as I accepted the position, I started recruiting people to come in and play golf because there's just not a lot of golfers. They've never played before. And I remember talking to, I had three girls that I was talking to they were playing, that all played basketball. And I was like, if you can shoot a ball in a bucket, I can teach you to hit a ball in a hole. You already have the touch. I can't teach you touch, but I can teach you the mechanics that will get that into there. And they're like, no, I'm not very good, I'm not very good. And I had one of our girls who kept telling me, I'm not any good. And I go, it's fine, you're gonna be great. And she's like, no, I'm not, I'm gonna be terrible. And I said, no, 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 trust me, you're going to be fine. We're gonna get there. She's like, but I've never hit a golf ball before. I said, it's okay, let's go. And we went to four golf, and we were practicing there, and she got up there, and she hit the ball the first time. I said, boom, you're in. And she goes, but I didn't hit it very good. Look at the other guys that are hitting it like this. I said, those guys don't mean anything to you. First of all, they're guys. Quit looking at them. Let's get focused here. Worry about you. And I said, you're gonna get to the first tournament. I promise you're gonna do great. And she's like, I'm not gonna do great. We go to the first tournament. I said, all you have to do is worry about keep your head down and hit the ball. Sure enough, she gets up there. She hits the ball. The next girl gets up right after her, whiffs three times, and then hits the ball. I said, see, you didn't whiff. You totally didn't whiff. You hit the ball the first time. You're way better than you thought you were. That girl ended up going to state this year. It blew her mind what we were able to do. But what we were able to do was once we got past that roadblock, we got her to the level she needed to. But in the beginning, do you know why she didn't want to play golf? Because she wasn't any good. Do you know what her only example of golf was? Was one of her friends shoots about even par, who's a guy. And she's like, I'm not as good as him. I can't play the game. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Trust me, you'll be fine. See, what it was is she thought she had to be ready for the LPGA tour by tomorrow instead of understanding it's a process. All I gotta have you do is go out there, hit the ball, hit the next ball, hit the next ball, and eventually hit it in the hole. And it changed the whole mindset when we broke it back down. See, I think sometimes when we talk about weightlifting, when we talk about physical activities, when we talk about all these things, it changes because we don't have the right mindset. For time's sake, I'm gonna briefly explain it. In 1 Corinthians chapter three and Hebrews chapter five, if you have those, you can turn to those notes. But I'm gonna explain it very quickly. So it talks about this and it says in here, he's talking about the different levels of Christianity. And he said, I would love to talk to you deep. I would love to get into the word with you. I would love to get deep, but I can't get deep with you right now because you're still an infant. You need to stick with the milk that I'm giving, not the meat. You start with milk and you work your way up. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3, this is what you're going to read. And then it gets, go ahead and go to verse 2. I had to talk to you as so though I had to feed you with milk, not solid food. See, it's the same thing in physical activity. I'm not expecting you to be in a bodybuilding shape by tomorrow. Not gonna happen. Listen, those guys do that for years. Those ladies, they do it for years. All we're talking about is being physically active enough that in 10 years from now, you can still play with your grandchildren. Talking about 10 years from now, you're still able to go out and play one-on-one with your son, your daughter, physically active enough to where you can get up and you can go on a five-mile hike and experience something that's unique. About two years ago, my wife and I got an opportunity to go to Israel. In Israel, while we were there, we took these tour buses, we got off, and we had to walk 
We had to walk. For us, it was great. It was really sad because we had some, we had an older lady that was on the trip that missed some of the trip because physically she was not able to continue to walk that much. It broke my heart that you're in the land that you've never, that that very few people ever get to go experience. That they ever get to stand in the same Jordan River that Jesus got baptized. They got to stand and see where Elijah defeated the Baal prophets. Where he killed them all because physically she couldn't walk up there anymore. Because she was exhausted. See, physical training is so valuable in our lives. But you got to start somewhere. My wife is so good at this. See, I love this. Last week, my wife said the statement. I thought it was so good. She said this. She said, you don't accidentally get fit. You accidentally put on 10 pounds, but you don't accidentally lose 10 pounds and get fit. You do it because you set a purpose and to do it out there. It's the same thing. See, you don't accidentally get in shape. It's a choice that you choose to make every single day. It's a choice that you choose to do something every single day. It would be nice to say, man, I wish I could look like that. Well, you can. She's gonna take the same effort that that person did to get there. See, we have to have a plan and a purpose. See, as we have a physical life, you don't need to be able to run a marathon by tomorrow. But let's just start with the walking for 30 minutes. See, my wife, she does a great job with this. People look at my wife and they think, oh my gosh, I could never go to her classes because she's so intense. My wife is incredible at breaking it down and making it specific for you. And so I want you to understand, I'm gonna give you a few pointers and a few things I want you to do because I don't wanna see you in five years from now coming in hurting all the time, coming in and being in pain all the time. Pain is not fun. And the reason why you're in pain is because inflammation is in your body and because you're not getting that inflammation out, it's causing your joints to start hurting more and more and more. I'm telling you what, it may hurt the first day, but you'll feel better in a week. You keep this up, I promise you'll do things. One of the things I want you to understand is, first steps, get out and go walk. One of the things you want, I challenge you to do is just walk for 30 minutes. Every night, just set a plan out. Go, I'm gonna walk for 30 minutes. I'm gonna walk for 45 minutes. Put a podcast on. Get an audible book. Get something that's gonna challenge. You can double up on this. You can get a spiritual book that you can listen to as you're walking for 30 minutes. You can get a podcast on there that talks about you know, a sermon. You can go re-listen to this. You can do some different things. But every day, do something that gets you out and gets you active. So go for 30 minutes. And then the week next week, here's what I challenge you to do. Run for a minute and walk for four. And then run for a minute and then walk for four. And then run for a minute and walk for four. And run for a minute and walk for four. And run for a minute until you get to that 30 minutes and you make your way back and you realize, you know what, I just ran five minutes. I never thought I could run five minutes. And you start building that up. And I promise you, you're gonna see your body kick back into a gear that you haven't seen in a lot of years. I'm a living testimony on this. Understand this. I like to lift weights. I don't like to run. But my wife, she helped me to understand, here's what I want you to do. Because I'm thinking, I need to be ready to run a marathon tomorrow. Well, I'm not gonna be ready to run a marathon tomorrow, so why am I even gonna try? It starts with just, you know what? If you can go for two minutes, run for two minutes and then walk. It's a process that you go through. But one of the other things I want you to understand to do is that you need to physically get active too. 
And so I'm gonna show you just a few little things that we can do. And Pastor Evan, you wanna come up here too. I'm gonna actually have Pastor Evan show a few. He offered today. So I'm gonna have him do this too. So one of the things I want you to understand about this is, so when we talk about push-ups, a lot of people say, oh man, I can't do any push-ups. I can't do the things like this. And so I'm gonna have Pastor Evan demonstrate. So show a push-up. This is a standard push-up. He's gonna get down and he's just gonna go down and up. So you may say, I can't do that. Well, that's okay. So show, we're gonna show a modified version of this. You're gonna put your knees down and you're just gonna lean forward and that's all, and you're just gonna go down and up. And you don't even have to go all the way down. You're just going down part of the way. One of the ways that you can do this is when a commercial comes on on TV. Get down off the couch and knock out 10 push-ups. And then you can sit back down. And the next commercial comes on, get 10 more push-ups. And challenge yourself to say, you know what? Every time there's a commercial, I'm gonna do something different. One of the other things I want you to do is I want you to learn how to understand how to do dips. So we're gonna sit. All you are gonna do is go onto four legs like this. Go ahead and just leave your legs bent. So we're gonna go this way and it's gonna be real easy. So when you're gonna get down, you can do 10 push-ups, and then you're gonna just drop down. And all he's doing is putting a little bit of weight off and he's pushing down with his triceps. And he's building his arms. What that's gonna do is start creating, it's gonna start taking some of this excess that we have I don't know what you want to call it. We're going to call it excess. It's going to start actually burning that stuff off, and there's a process through it. One of the things that you can do that I do a lot of times is that when I'm sitting there on the couch, I'll be sitting here, and when a commercial comes on, I'll just drop off, and I'll put my feet forward, and I'll just knock out as many as I can during that commercial, and I'll just sit here and keep doing this. I can carry on a conversation. I can knock these out, and I can do things like this. What you're going to do is you're going to start creating these things moving in your body. It's gonna start burning things. It's gonna start taking fat away. It's gonna start making you better. And one of the things that you're gonna be able to do is the more you keep doing this, the better it's gonna be. One last thing I wanna show you is if you're gonna, so he's gonna do a squat, but he's not gonna go all the way down because you may say, well, I have bad knees. That's okay. All we're gonna do is go to about, we're gonna go to about 60 or 70 degrees, about right here. And then you're just gonna go back up. That's all you're gonna do, but you're gonna keep your weight in front. You're not gonna lean over. We're just gonna sit down. We're gonna work on, getting some flexibility. And then one of the best things I can tell you to do is learn to stretch. And so you may say, well, I don't know how to stretch. All you gotta do, touch your toes like you did when you were a kid. Spread your legs out, lean to the right, lean to the left. The more you can get your joints moving and liquid in there, it's like putting oil in a joint, all of a sudden it works so much better. Every single time, every year you have to change out oil in your car, right? Otherwise, it's gonna start messing up. It's the same thing. You've gotta get new things moving in your body. And that's the same thing here. I was gonna show you some lunges and some things like that, but due to time, we're running short on it. So the last thing I wanna go, go through, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Give Pastor Evan a quick hand. I wanna go to this last scripture, Proverbs chapter three. And I wanna hit this because I want you to understand the value See, a lot of times in life, we think we have a way and we know how to do it. But what has been going on isn't working anymore. We've gotta make some subtle changes. Don't overdo it. Don't go do it too quick. Start step by step, because I don't want you to get hurt. But I do wanna see you physically active. I wanna see you be able to take your grandkids out and go to the park and not have to sit on a bench and watch them. Go push, go chase them through. Go do things like that because I'm telling you what, it's in those moments that your grandkids will go, grandma, grandpa, that's the greatest. I love going to the park with you. I love to do that. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
See, you've gotta start to by trusting in the Lord. Ask him, Lord, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? These five areas came because I started including the Lord and what do I need to do to challenge myself every day? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Listen, your body will always tell you you can't. John 10, 10 says, for the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, yet I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. When people say you can't, where do you think that's coming from? Kill, steal, and destroy. Every one of those come from him, not him. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. See, this is the process that I want you to understand. You've got to dedicate it to the Lord. When you dedicate it to the Lord, he walks you through the process, and he'll help you to get better. I am telling you, sometimes healing, remember, faith and works. Not just works, not just faith, not just physical training, not just a relationship. Put it together and watch what God will do. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, and let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for each and every heart that's in this place. I ask, Lord, that you would bless, lead, guide, and encourage them, Father. Lord, that this series, as we thrive and we seek to thrive, Father, I pray that you would bless each and every one of them. Lord, I pray that their hearts would be set on thriving with you. Father, that as your word teaches us that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, yet you've come to give life and life to the fullest. This is the opportunity. And so if you're in this place with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna ask you to do one simple thing. If you're ready to make a change, sometimes you just have to dedicate it to the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help. You can't do it on your own, but the Lord through you can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's Philippians 4.13, all things. He didn't put an age limit on it. He didn't put a distance limit on it. He didn't do any of that. We do that. And so if you're ready to dedicate this to the Lord right now, I wanna pray with you and I wanna pray wisdom over you. And so if that's you and you say, that's me, I need that, lift your hand up in the air so that I know who I'm praying with. I see those hands all over this place. Keep going and just say, that's me. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of being in this pain. I'm tired of always feeling this way. I'm ready to make a change. And Lord, I need your help. Father, you see all these hands. Lord, I ask that you would bless them. Father, I pray that you would lead them and guide them. Father, I pray that you would send laborers across their path that would become an accountability partner to help each other. Father, that they may choose a better way. Father, that you teach us and you've taught us so much with the physical and the spiritual connecting together. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless them, give them wisdom and just a way to start. Father, I pray that you would give them the opportunities that they may find it. Lord, that excuses would go out the door and faith would always overcome fear. And so, Lord, I ask for your blessing and your peace on those that lift their hands, Father. Bless them and lead them. Give them a plan and a purpose in what they need to do to get physically set to make the right decisions and live this life to the fullest. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.